Welcome to the Conversations for the Culture Podcast. I am your host, Micah Butler. Portia's off today, as you guys know. Tuesdays, Portia, you know, she out here doing things, you know, doing her work teams, doing influencer teams, all of the things, right? So she's not here today, but that's okay because I'm holding the fort down. And I have a very, very, very special guest out here um, with us today. Um, he is an entrepreneur. He's an artist. He does he does a little bit of everything um i used to think for the longest time i used to think that this guy was just like a model or something because of his pictures and then he checked me and he was like i'm not in the model but i said oh well your pictures are nice but he does photography like his if you get into his his uh his content he does a lot of dope stuff so we're going to talk about that here uh today um he's also the founder of the black music archive which is something i really want to talk about a project and an initiative that i really want to talk about but malik malik kashad is our special guest today um welcome to the podcast hello mike how are you i'm good i'm good how are you feeling today um <laughs> I'm, I'm doing fine i'm, I'm a little it's rainy here um in north carolina so i'm a little tired but i'm fine <laughs> You know I laugh, right? But why? Because <laughs> you say you're always tired. Always oh, tired. Oh, yes. I am always tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's crazy because it's kind of like rainy and cloudy here. Um, my last guest is in Atlanta, and he said that it was raining. Oops, not my last guest because whatever. People know that we um, <laughs> people know that we record this pre, so whatever. But the other interview that I did um, <laughs> today, um, it was also rainy there. So I don't know. I guess there's a lot of rain going on across the globe, across the nation. Um, all right. So I always like to do a little icebreaker with my guests, right? Get them a little bit of comfortable. You know, if this was in the studio, what we would do, if you was here in the studio with me, I would be like, hey, it's shot o'clock and we would take a shot, right? But we can't do that because you're not here. So we're going to play this little game and it is a name association game, okay? Okay. So, and we're going to do it having to do with music since, you know, that's what we'll be talking about today. So when I give you a name, you have to give me the first word that comes to your uh, your mind, and it's oh. 10 of them, okay? Oh, okay. All right, let's get into this. This is the Black Music Archive edition of <laughs> Name Association. Help me out, y'all. Y'all have been hearing a couple of weeks we've been playing this Name Association game. Um, I need a cool name. Like, all of our segments are, like, really dope segment names. So, y'all, uh, go ahead and hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram and let me know um, what you all want me to go ahead and make, name this segment. But we're going to get right into it, all right? The very first name I have for you, Aretha Franklin. The GOAT, the greatest singer of all time. Ooh, the GOAT. I agree with that. Um, Maddie Moss. Clark. Oh, uh, Detroit. Okay. I like that. I like that. Detroit. Stevie Wonder. A genius. Luther Vandross. Tyler Perry. You got to explain that one. Oh, <laughs> got 
you. I had a very slow moment. <laughs> Agreed. Um, that was good. Um, <laughs> Kirk Franklin. Short. I love that. Gladys Knight. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like her, like her. Not the biggest fan of her solo music. Okay, okay. He gave the um Aretha Frank. You were trying to be nice. You gave the Aretha Franklin beautiful gowns answer. No, beautiful. no, 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 no. Her music with the group is fine, but okay. I don't you think don't they like do her what, solo music. Yeah, the solo music. I don't think they knew what to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. This next name, she's not black, but people in the culture have embraced her. Okay. Celine Dion. I hope she's okay. Mm. Yeah, she's sick, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Brandy. Why are you down there? <laughs> oh, it's the shadiness for me today. <laughs> no, it's from the meme with Whitney. <laughs> when oh, I thought you were talking about her lower register. No. But I think we can talk about it later. But I think Brandy is the Bible, is the vocal Bible. Okay. You don't agree? I don't. Um, I like her music. Um, I, I don't know where she, that name came from, but I like her music. If that's, that's what, what she, everybody calls her. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay for me. Okay, we got two more names. All right, two all more right. names for you. Um. Who is this? Uh, I'm trying to see which one I want to go with. I'm trying to see which one I want to go with. Oh, Beyonce. <laughs> so you guys can see the podcast. You have no answer for her. Woo! I don't have anything to say. Oh, it's getting spicy. See in here, y'all. It's getting feisty. Okay, nothing to say about Beyonce. All right, and (laughs) Jesus, and the final one. Okay, the Hmm. final one. Um, go back to the Clarks. Karen Clark Sheard. (laughs) Continue. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So let's get into this. All right. So first off, I want to talk about, okay, so we made it clear that you are 100%, 1000% not a model, correct? I'm not. Not at all. Um. So tell me about your journey in just the arts. Like what, when did you, well, first of all, how old are you? Um, 27 now. Okay. 27. Uh, did you yeah. have, you recently had a birthday? Yes. That's what I thought. I, that's what I thought. Um, so you're 27. Um, so tell me about your your journey into the arts, into creativity. Like what made you fall in love with being a creator? Um, so I was born <laughs> in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, the way I was told, um, I started walking 
at nine months old. And mm. as soon as I could walk, I was dancing. So I have been dancing since I was nine months old. And for maybe the, I danced up until I was about maybe 14 or 15. So I did ballet, I did modern, I did, um, uh, I did like all these different kinds of forms of dance. And then um, I even got a scholarship offer to get training at the North Carolina School of Ballet, but I wasn't really supported particularly by uh, family, but or like the, the community that I was in. And so I, I felt shunned and all of that. So I called myself retiring. Um, so I, I was out of the arts for a couple of years, and then I got back into it at the uh, suggestion of a um, someone I was dating in college. And um, he was like, oh, I didn't know you were talented. And I was like, I guess. And so then... Um, I started dancing again, but I, my heart wasn't in it anymore. But I, I started this photo project for the Black Lives Matter movement, which was just taking off around the time. And one of my co-workers, because I was an RA in college, uh, she wasn't feeling well, so she gave me her camera. And um, she gave me her camera, and I just started taking photos. I started taking photos and then it turned into I got into video because someone else that I had a crush on asked me if I did video and I wasn't going to tell them no. So I was like, yes, I do video. And uh, so that's how I got into that. And so actually, my undergrad degrees are in social work and in psychology. And so hmm. I um did my degrees in those, but I completed an internship where I just sat behind a desk eight hours a day, multiple days a week. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. And so then I realized I love the camera work. And I said, well, if I could get these people to tell their own stories on camera, I, that would be a lot better. And, you know, it's, it's creative and things like that. So that's how I went and got a master's degree in film. And yeah, that's that. I'm looking back. So like, we've been connected on like social media. Social media is crazy because you like be connected with people for like years, and it just be mm -hmm. like, right? We've been connected with people. I mean, on social media since I'm just doing research, right? And mm -hmm. then looking like since 2017 and that was around so i think i did find you around we connected around the time of like everything that was going on during like when the black lives matter movement was like super heavy and 2017 um was definitely a time where i was like definitely out in the streets hopping up off on police cars getting arrested and like you know burn it down right um and i'm looking at some of your old content and it's definitely the reason i think the reason why i've thought that you were a model for so long is because a lot of your stuff was like you had all of these model pictures <laughs> like i'm just going through it it's like yeah this is a model picture this is a model picture this is a model picture but um one thing i do respect about your work is you tell stories um you tell stories and i feel like a lot of your photography um is like a look inside of like the urban narrative right like mm -hmm 
could you talk a little bit about like your approach of how you approach photography and videography? Um, so it's the same thing on like the pictures you see of me or uh, the pictures that I take of other people. So, um, oh, it's two ways. So if it's something, let me take a step back. So yeah, it's two ways that I approach the work that I do. The first is it's just very straightforward. If I see something, I like it, I'll take a photo of it. Um, that's really about it. I wish, you know, I used to say, but I don't feel that way anymore. I used to say things like, well, I wish I had this long narrative about my work and what it meant and blah, blah, blah. But it really is just if I see something and I like it, I would take a photo of it. And so the more uh, glam things, um, the more glam things you either see of me or things on the page, or, or of other people, or pictures that I've took of other people, is usually 10 times out of 10 inspired by music. So mm -hmm. music has always been a constant in my life. Um, because once again, I started dancing and singing before I could do anything else. And so I will hear a song, or I'll hear something, and then I see the clothes, or I'll see a backdrop or there I'll see a model or I'll see all of these things. And that's why like last year, everything that you saw, you know, or in most of our recent Instagram posts, if you swipe, you'll see a small video and the video is set is the music in which the whole yes. thing is based off of. And so, um, is that's how I approach it. It's really what I I hear something first and then I see the rest. I'm so sorry. Um I was on your page and it was um actually that's what I was gonna bring that up. So I'm glad that she just brought that up. Something that you do is and I love how you do your when you roll out your pictures, because a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, who say I'm a creator, I'm an influencer, woo woo woo, whatever, like they just roll something out. But what you do is yeah, you give us a picture, but then you give us the video with music. Like, you always, it's like the details. So, like, the one when you had your birthday post when you did your diamond ear, right? <laughs> and that was one that comes to mind. And you had, like, just the details. You were, like, showing, like, the actual outfit. And it was just like, holy crap, how does he come up with this? Or you had, and then you, like, a lot of people call themselves unicorns, right? Because they, like, but I feel like you are because you actually do so much um and you put it all into your content another one was the um tennis post was your famous tennis post right yeah. and then you told your story about after you got out of dance and then you had the music and you had like this behind the scenes type video b-roll going of you playing tennis like how do you like how do you piece this all together because you do so much and sometimes people do so much that they're not focused but you find a way to take everything that you do and just wrap it all together, and it just makes the content all the much better. What's the question? How do you come up with this? Like, how do I come up with it? Yeah, how do you pull everything together to make it make sense? Like, so you're not, you're still doing the dance, you're still doing the photography, you're still doing the videography, you're putting, you're still doing the styling. Like, how do you piece it all together? And you're doing the modeling, even though you say you're not a model. Um, well, um, 
how do I piece it all together? I guess, um, see y'all creative people, y'all just be like, it just happens. Which, if that's the, if that's, I mean, it. I guess you can see it just happens, but mm -hmm. it really is just like, um, so like, like I said, I hear the music first. Mm -hmm. So like I'll hear a song or I'll hear something and then everything else falls in line. Mm, okay. Yeah. So it's not like I say, oh. I'm going to pick this outfit and put this mm -hmm. backdrop. No, I I hear a music and then I, like I'll hear a song. So like, um, I actually think I might, oh, my next Instagram post, because I haven't really been taking any photos or doing anything in that world as of late, because my focus has been elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But my my next photo that I have, um, I heard the song, the song, and then I said, hmm, you know, then I just go around my business, go about my business, and then I'll see like some piece of clothing, and then, and then the clothing just reminds me of that song, and then everything else falls in line. I, I wish I had a better explanation, but it really is like the music comes first, and then that's how, how I'm able to see everything else after. No, I feel I feel that I feel that. Um, and one thing about you, what I've noticed, like you're um a, you know, these people who are like marketing geniuses and experts and all of that, you're like their number one. <laughs> don't take this the wrong way. It's gonna make sense. You're like their number one enemy because everybody they always preach consistency, consistency, consistency. But you're one of the few people who could take like four months off of posting, all right, and then come back and post. And like your content goes viral, so I gotta give you, yeah. You think impressive. it goes viral? I mean, maybe not viral, but like oh. you, do you, you definitely, you definitely do numbers. Like you don't post a whole bunch, at least not on um your person, you know your, the Malik page, right? You don't post mm. a whole bunch, but like every time you post, the people show up. So obviously, you're giving content that matters. <laughs> so hopefully, you Thank know one you. day we get more. More, you know, the content person in me is saying, hopefully, we get more content from you. Oh. <laughs> All right. So check yeah. this out. So now I want to talk about your main, I would say your main project that you work on right now. Um, I want to talk about the Black Music Archive. Okay. Okay. Um, so y'all, listen, y'all, the Black Music Archive um is a digital education platform. Uh, dedicated to sharing and preserving black excellence in the field of music. Okay. So the artist he highlights on this, it's not no beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns artist. This is your real deal artist. Okay. So if you're a beautiful gowns artist, it's not for you. No, but for real, the black music archive. Um, so I actually found I've, so before you actually told me this was your page, I had seen this page before. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had seen his page, but I never knew it was you. For those of you who don't know, uh, his page is sitting at right now 53.83 followers. And the YouTube um, is doing pretty well as well. You have what? Uh, 72, 72K uh, subscriptions on YouTube. Um, first of all, congratulations. 
it's hard to build anything online and like you're doing the work. Um, mm -hmm. How long have you been doing this? Mm, since I was like 13, 14. You've been doing the Black Music Archive since then? Well, no. So okay. I was like, I started the page. So the page used to be called I Love Aretha Franklin. And the reason why it was called that was I started the page, I think, back in 2008 or 2009. And um, that's when the iPhones and stuff were popular. So, you know, everything had the little, the little I followed by whatever it was after. Mm -hmm. And so I had my, I loved Aretha Franklin. So that's why my name was Little I, Love Aretha Franklin. And so um, the YouTube community was a lot different back then. It was more of a community. Mm -hmm. So like there, you could actually inbox people dm people i mean you probably know you were you're old enough to remember that you know it was a more communal based social platform mm -hmm. and um for me it was a safe space or like a place of refuge because i didn't really fit in in school because you know i danced i did ballet my music tastes weren't like the other kids but i would have this place online where i felt where what i liked was okay and the people got it and so um that was that and so as youtube changed uh what happened so youtube as you know the dynamic and community started changing but um something that was interesting to me was shit uh I'm trying to think let me take a step back so about three or four years ago mm -hmm. i had gotten the idea to um just start and doing more educational mm -hmm. based content you know i don't i personally don't like the term content but I would just <laughs> say that's what it's cool because that's like the norm. But because, you know, people go into YouTube for educational things. And so one of the things that was important to me was like the music or uh, making music education po possible and accessible to people. Because where I'm from in North Carolina, I was the last class or if not one of the last to get music education through the public school system. Mm. So I thought it was important to put that back out there and like shed light on different important singers because with the rises of like stands and all of these other things, there's, there seemed to be this thing where people don't acknowledge, you know, anything of the past or the foundations mm. in which a lot of things are built. And so that's what made me start different series and then branch out to what as you see it today um uh doing the documentary type of work and another th reason why i decided to do that was because i mean this is just being transparent i wasn't getting that far with the um photography and videography and all of that so i get it so where i wanted to be you know i have been trying for you know three, four, maybe even five years um, to like make a name for myself in that way. And it wasn't really going anywhere. 
And so I said, well, I have this platform and I actually built a significant platform where it's actually really hard to do because YouTube is very hard to build a, a base. And so that's why I said, well, I can showcase my talents this way. And it, it's, been a, it's been a great, great, great decision. I love it because um, it's so crazy because I've had conversations the past couple of weeks on this. Because um, you uh, sometimes we take things that we're good at or that we like. Yo, I like being creative, but sometimes those aren't the things that necessarily is what we're supposed to be doing. And then there's sometimes the stuff that we're like purpose to do, I'm like, for me, like, so the podcasting space. Now, is it making me a whole bunch of money right now? Absolutely not. But will it eventually? Absolutely. So you have to take that time to build it, right? You got to take that time to grow it. Um, but then it's fulfilling. Like, I just did three, um, you're my third podcast that I'm recording in one day, right? Mm-hmm. And it's fun. I like enjoying this. I like having conversations. I like doing this. And I really respect the fact that you're out here and you're operating in your purpose. And I always believe once you start operating in your purpose, eventually that profit is going to come. But you actually feel good about it. It's not just like, oh, I'm doing this just to make some money. Right. So like when I was doing a lot of the coaching, it was just, oh, well, this is just making money. But I didn't like it. Now it's like I woke up today. So, for instance. Right. So I spent like. You know, at the end of this, it would have been like three hours that I spent doing interviews, a little over three hours, you know, probably three hours and a half doing interviews. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this. Now, had this been three hours of coaching clients on how to do social media, I would have been burnt out. I would have gotten off of this. I would after we're done here, I would have gone <laughs> straight to sleep. Right. So that's one thing I would love about what you're doing. Y'all, if y'all not following the Black Music Archive on YouTube, uh, just a quick break. Make sure that you all do it. Um, the content is awesome. And like, just like he's, he knows what he's talking about. And like, I'm just looking at some of his latest views, like 7.2K views, 20K views, 17K views, 20K, 210K. Like he's doing real work out here and putting up real numbers. So talk to me. Um, do you do all of this by yourself? Do you have a team? Um. Do I do all of it by myself? It's I'm, I, I really don't know how to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say yes, mm-hmm. but then again, I'll also say no. So I say yes in the sense that I, I finance it all of all myself. Okay. You know, all of that is my money. All of it is my ideas. I do all of the editing. I do all of the scripting. Um, I do all of that. But I also have like uh, a few friends such as um, one is my good friend, Matt Brown. Another is Jada Woodard. She also runs a pretty successful page. Hers is devoted to Dion Warwick. Um, okay. I also have a friend, um, Sherrod. And so they help in the sense that there's some things. So like Matt, um, he's a producer on the Explained series. And so like I hear a lot of things musically and I did have, I do come from a music background, but um, some, I, uh, 
he helps me sometimes put the proper verbiage on what it is that I'm actually gotcha. hearing. And uh, sometimes like Sherrod or Jada, they, they'll help in that regard too, or they will help me like fact check or even something as simple as um, like Jada. Uh, Jada helped me, well, both Jada and Sherrod helped me with like, learning how to do releases and things like that. And once I took their advice, that's how I gained um, 30, over 30,000 subscribers in the last year and on Instagram. Whoa, wait a second. So 30,000 subscribers in the last year? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's because of like taking their advice. So I do, I will say I do majority of the heavy lifting so but i yeah i do majority of the heavy lifting but i have a great great people who support me and who help me make all of this possible wow that's so crazy because like there's so much power in a team that's something that like that's like a common denominator with so many conversations that i've been having lately is you know the power of having a team, right? The power of having a team and having people behind you. Um, nothing, nobody has ever built anything great alone. So knowing the right people to get and then trusting those people to really uh, carry out your vision, you just figured out a life hack. Yeah, and yeah. So that's, they've been extremely, extremely um, influential and instrumental in my growth. And while I'm, and why I'm able to do what I'm doing and to do it at the level and, and you know, a, a higher level, because, you know, with some things that are going to happen in the future, things are just going to go up even more. I love it. I love it. So here's what we're going to do, right? We're going to take a break because we got to pay the bills, right? We got to pay these okay. bills. Uh, after the break, we're going to be talking about, you know, go a little deeper into uh, the Black Music Archive because I'm really interested in this. All right. You are listening to Conversations with the Culture podcast. I am your host, Micah, and we will be back after this. What's up, Culture Holics? It's your girl, Portia, and we're going to get right back into some news for you. But while I have you here, I need you to leave a comment and a rate on any of the listening platforms that you're listening on because that helps us in the algorithm. And when you help us in the algorithm, that makes us even more popping than we already are. I mean, we don't need help, but okay, maybe we do need a little bit of help. But like I said, leave a rate, leave a comment, and let's get back to the show. All right, y'all. You, we are back. <laughs> we are back. Uh, I'm here with Malik Kashad. Awesome. Just everything, right? He's a slash, you know, actor slash model slash singer slash dancer slash entrepreneur slash just overall creative, right? So we mm -hmm. just call him slash. Um, all right, so... Black Music Archive really goes back and it really highlights a lot of, you know, where we came from, you know, mm -hmm. um, where we came from. I look at, you know, I'm a huge sports fan and, you know, I talk about LeBron James all the time. He's my favorite player, but you can't talk about LeBron without talking about Michael. You can't talk about LeBron without talking about your Oscar Robertsons or your Bill Russells or your Wilt Chamberlains, right? You got to go back in history. And you said something earlier that I really resonated with when you were talking about a lot of times 
we forget about the past, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that you're bringing it up. Um, but we'll ask you some things about some of your favorite artists of you know the of yesterday. But um, are there any current artists that you resonate with? Because I know music is a lot different nowadays. Is there any current artists that you're like, wow, I really get them? I would like to just revert back and say I actually do like Beyonce. I just don't like her fans. Okay, um, <laughs> hey, Liz, the Beehive was ready to come for you. <laughs> um, I just don't really care for her fans. Okay. Um, do I? I mean, I guess it depends on what you consider young, because my music taste. The people I enjoy were at the height of their careers in the 60s and 70s. So mm -hmm. to me, a young singer would be somebody like Brandy. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Or, or, but I'm assuming, I mean. Brandy's like 40 something. I mean, that's young. Compared to Gladys <laughs> Knight. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so. Is there anything about one? Two, Are you friends of Jasmine? Okay, I'll 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 throw out a couple of names to see. Okay. I think you might resonate with and see if you rock with them. Do you okay. rock with Jasmine Sullivan? Yes, I actually went to her concert um a couple months ago. See, okay, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, Anderson Pack. I don't know who that is. Okay, Ari Lennox. Is she the one that says, "Any chicky chick, I got with my panties on." Is that her? <laughs> I don't know that song, but she's on the Jasmine Sullivan song. I wanna sit on it. They I sing think, that song together. I sit think on she's it. From here, I Ari Lennox. She sings. She's very soulful. Um, Lizzie, does she sing a song about having panties on? Do you Is know like an itchy kitchy ya ya? Oh yes, yes, yes. It's yeah, 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 yeah. That's her. That's her. That's her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she cool. She reminds me of Erica Badu. Yes, she's like a new school Erica Badu. I agree with you. Um, I'm trying to think. There's not a lot of people who are like super soulful that I can tap into. Um, have you heard of Masego? No. You should check out Masego. I think you might like Masego. Um, have you heard of a lucky day before? I've seen the name. People say we look alike. I just think we're both like black. <laughs> but... We're both just black. Okay, so all right. So, who are some of your favorite artists? Because you like the, you know, artists of today. Oh well, well, you've already said you don't listen to people today. Well, I mean, I like Azealia Banks. I like her a lot. She's so problematic. You're the second. Listen, I talked to people. Okay. I like her a lot. Um, but what I also like about her is that she understands music. Mm. You know, like I think my my, I'm not gonna call it an issue because that's such a strong word. Mm -hmm. The disconnect with music for me today is that. We have a lot of these newer musicians, uh, whether it be singers or producers, we have access to 
so 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 many resources and bodies of music through the streaming platforms and youtube and it seems like nobody will tap into it because i just don't know how many times i can sit through an aliyah your love is a one in a million sample you know and so um it's just like i don't particularly dislike the music today but i don't necessarily like it either because a lot of every a lot of the people are you know giving the literally the same thing but i guess can you be mad at the artists because they must be making what the consumers want mm -hmm. so um but yeah those are um my favorite artist um Aretha Franklin is, you know, she's my top. Um, I like, like, Rochelle Pharrell, and today's actually her birthday. Uh, Rochelle Pharrell, you know, Shaka Khan. Um, my ear is particularly drawn to female singers. I like mm -hmm. them a lot better. Yeah. I feel like female singers have always held it down more so than our male singers, regardless of the era. I feel like female singers. Yeah, I, I think I think females are better singers, and only reason I the reason I feel that way is because um, they can open themselves inside out to deliver a song. They can just lay it completely all out there emotionally. Mm -hmm. and be vulnerable with male singers what i have noticed is like they'll get emotional but to a point like you don't really want him back you don't really want her back you ain't you ain't really singing to get them back and it's it's that ability to really expose yourself and just mm. be vulnerable it's an emotional it's something that i've always identified with and i guess it's something that i've just you know being queer or you know liking them whatever you want to call it is something that you know i guess we or i identify with so you well one thing i will say is this keith sweat never um Keith Sweat never held back his emotions. He cries mm -hmm. all the time on on <laughs> on the tracks. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I agree with you for a lot of that. Um, a lot of male artists they're afraid to tap into that. Mary J. Blige, you listen to a Mary mm -hmm. J. Blige, and it's emotions, it's pain, it's heart. Now that's always not a good thing either <laughs> to tap into, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because her music really makes me sad sometimes, and I don't be knowing why. But mm -hmm. You hear it. You hear a Mary J. Blige and you're like, whew, I believe it. Mm -hmm. Take me as I am or I have nothing at all. Like you believe that she's been rejected in the past. You, when she's saying those words, you believe that she's been in a hurtful and abusive relationship. When you heard that song, you believe that she was at the point of like, hey, if you don't like me for me, you can go somewhere else. And it's like, that's when you have a moment when you listen to a song, you're like, yo, I can identify with that. Yeah. Shout out to Mary J. Blige. She's a queen. She's a queen. You like Mary J. Blige? I do like Mary J. Blige. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She's a young singer. She's not a young <laughs> singer. 
she she is a young yo that's what uh i'll never forget speaking of aretha franklin one of aretha franklin's most obviously she has a lot of iconic moments but one of her most iconic like social media moments was that interview that she did when she was doing her album about the covers Mm -hmm. um and the guy was playing the name association game with her and he was like giving different names and like it was just the diva, and I love how much of a diva she was, but, like, the reserve that she had with certain – like, so they were, like, um, Whitney Houston. She was, like, mm, love her. Nippy's daughter. I mean, not Nippy's daughter. Uh, Sissy's daughter. Uh, she He was, like, um, uh, Jennifer Huston. She's, like, great singer, powerful singer. He was, like, Alicia King. She said, mm, good songwriter, good musician. <laughs> Notice she didn't say great singer. <laughs> she said, um, then the interviewer said, Taylor Swift. She said, beautiful gals. Great gals. Beautiful, beautiful gals. gals yeah. And then the best was the Nicki Minaj, when she was like, Nicki Minaj, she said, mm, I'd rather not answer that one. <laughs> like, it was so good, but it was just like, back then, I do feel like, and like, this is not me being like, oh, this generation was, because I do rock with a lot of artists now who i call my young singers i don't you know i say like the 30s and belows <laughs> the 40s and belows probably but um it was just something about music back then was just so pure mm-hmm. and we don't we get that some today like that's why i said i think you would really like anderson pack and resonate with anderson pack because he has that old school vibe to all of his music Mm-hmm. He just did this album with um, Bruno Mars that I didn't care for. It was called um, Oh Silk Sonic. Yeah, that's it. So you know Silk Sonic, but you don't know Anderson Pack. Oh, he has the bob. Yes, I know who he is. Yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, like he, he's, I've been rocking with him for some like almost like eight years, and he has a lot of good music. And all of his music is like it's a real vibe. He lots of instrumentation, lots of drums, horns, like all of that. Like he's mm-hmm. with all that. So I think that you would like him. Um, I'm trying to think of other artists for you to check out. You would definitely like him, I think, as a new artist, you know. But, um, okay, so are you a fan of gospel music? Love it, love, love it. it. Who are some of your favorite gospel artists? Well, almost all the singers that like come from gospels. I mean, like, I mean, like they stayed in the genre, yeah. Because at, at the end of the day, every black artist came from gospel, if we're going to be honest. Uh, Vanessa Bell Armstrong, mm. um, the Clarks, of course. Legendary. Uh, yeah. Um, Wanda Nero Butler. Um, shoosh. I, I listened to. I listen to God. Yeah, I listen to a lot of a lot of singers. No, the C. Sean no. Pace, yeah. No, CC. CC Winans. Yeah. I'm actually. I don't dislike her. Okay. Um, I I don't know her work like that. Okay. I'm actually, it's funny you mentioned that, um, because I'm actually ju- I've just begun delving into the entire Winans family oh, and, their, and their music. Yeah. Legendary. Like next to the Clarks, they're like the most legendary, one of the most legendary families out there. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you would throw in the Jacksons, of course, but if we're just talking about strictly gospel, definitely they're they're that group. Um, okay, so you do some documentaries and everything. Um, what's your dream documentary? Would it be Aretha? I feel like you're gonna say Aretha. After the movie, I would. Um... <laughs> outside of Aretha, all right. Outside of Aretha, outside of Aretha, because we know you love her, so of course that's your go-to. But outside of Aretha, who would be like your dream documentary? If you could go ahead and get the rights to their story, what? Who would it be? I'm actually going to say I don't have one. Mm. Um, and I guess the closest I would be to it, it would be on the opera singer that I just did the video on, um, Leona Mitchell, who just broke, or she's about to break 8,000 views, which I was surprised at because she's an opera singer. But um, I thought that I needed like a big budget or financial backing or Mm -hmm. all of these things to make these documentaries possible. And then, of course, those things are nice. And, of, of course, who wouldn't want those? But the fact that I was able to, that I'm able to produce documentaries on uh, these people, some who don't even have any, you know, I, I feel like in a way, well, I don't feel like in a way I am living or doing my dreams like everyone who takes a moment to talk to me and i'm able to present something beautiful for them you know and they they like it it's 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 amazing so i'm i'm doing it you know and but i hope the goal is though to um get like a big budget behind me to really, really do this on a higher level and to win like an Oscar or an Emmy, because mm. that's that's the goal, you know. I love that. I love that, and that actually goes into our final question of the day. This is something I do with all my guests. Um, five years from now, right? So when we go ahead and we push this forward, and conversation for the culture is on BET Plus. <laughs> Um, and you know, and, and I go back and I look back and I say, yo, on podcast episode, whatever, whatever episode, whatever episode this is, right? 30, maybe 30 something. Um, we talked to Malik and he said five years from now, he's going to be doing this five years from now. What does your five years look like? What are you going to be doing? Um, what space will you be in? Like, what will life look like for you? How do you want life to look like for you? in five years? Um, five years, I would love to win like an, an, an awards for my work. So okay. whether, I'll be, whether that be an Oscar, whether that be an Emmy, or just some type of recognition of any kind, a piece of hardware that shows that I do what I do at the highest level. But with that being said, I do understand that, you know, 
a gold plaque or a gold statuette does not pay the bills. So it's just like to be able to do this work completely for a living, mm. you know, to be in these circles to where I don't have to, you know, email artists, uh, two, three, four, five, six times to do an interview or I don't have to get, you know, cause with some of these artists, I've been stood up multiple times. And then you see them do interviews with sometimes a smaller platform. Mm -hmm. The most obvious, they do interviews with bigger platforms. And, you know, just to be in a position where people just respect me enough and see value in the work that I'm doing. So that's that's the, that. that's the goal. I love that. And listen, the ask listen, it can the gold statue can pay the bills, all right? The gold statue can pay the bills. When you said that though, I thought of uh Cheryl Lee Ralph in Sister Act Two when she said, <laughs> Singing does not pay the bills, but <laughs> it does not pay the bills. Shout out to Lauren Hill. That was a do you like Lauren Hill? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like her when she shows up on time to her performances. Um, but yeah, though, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, where can people find you and where can people find um, the Black Music Archive? Um, you can find me at Malik Kashad on all social media platforms. That's M-I-L-I-K-K-A-S-H-A-D on all social media platforms and you can find the Black Music Archive on YouTube or at the Black Music Archive and on Instagram. Same name. Are you on TikTok with the Black Music Archive as well? Oh, yeah, I am. It's same the same name, name, right? Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Which one does better? This is just me wondering. The, does your TikTok or your Instagram do better? The Instagram um, does better. But actually, I'm doing pretty well on TikTok right now. I just had a couple things. I just gained like 2,000 followers in the past day. So, Jesus, this man, you got, you got, yeah, you be killing out here with your growth. I love to see it. But that's because you're putting out, even though you don't like the word, you put out content that uh, <laughs> resonates with the people. So. Keep going, man. Uh, I'm love. I'm loving watching your journey. I'm excited to see where you uh, end up. Oh, thank you, Mike. No problem. No <laughs> problem. So, uh, y'all, we have done it again. We have another successful week. Uh, another successful Tuesday show. Make sure that you go ahead and you show some love. Share this out to your people. Give Malik a follow, and don't worry, your favorite person here. Y'all don't really rock with me like that. You only rock with Portia, but. Portia will be back with me on Friday, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. So thank you, as always, for listening to Conversations for the Culture. Uh, we will be back on Friday. And above all else, stay black. See you guys next time.